Hi, voice teachers. It's Nikki from Full Voice Music. Today on our podcast, we're talking about communication skills. Have you ever had that student that no matter how hard you tried, you just couldn't make the connection with them? You couldn't inspire them to work towards a goal? Well, today I'm talking to Glory St. Germain. She is the author and publisher of the Ultimate Music Theory series, but she's also a neuro-linguistic practitioner, and she has some great information for all of us. Welcome to the Full Voice Podcast, resources for private, classroom, and choral music programs. And here's your host, Nikki Loney. I am with my wonderful friend, colleague, mentor, uh, a wonderful lady. Her name is Glory St. Germain. Hello, Glory. Hi, Nikki. <laughs> and I'm actually in Winnipeg because Glory and I just finished our workshops. We here. did. So much fun. We, uh, Glory and I have, have traveled uh, many tours together and our workshops really complement each other. But today I have specific, specific questions for you. Um, you are a neuro-linguistic practitioner is that the correct term? that's correct mm-hmm. so and this is actually a tool that is really uh useful for teaching absolutely so first of all let's just ask the big question so what is uh neuro-linguistic programming well neuro-linguistic programming which is also known as nlp so neuro is how we think linguistic is how we communicate and programming is how the res- what, what are the results that we get. So what are the results from how we think, how we communicate, and then, in effect, what happens through that. So it's um, a tool that has really served me well since learning about NLP and becoming a neurolinguistic practitioner. That, now, how did you learn about it? How did you learn about this? Well, I actually went to um, a week-long conference in Chicago. Uh, this is a number of years ago. And I had the uh, privilege and opportunity to meet and hear Dr. Wyatt Woodsmall speak about learning how to learn. And he is actually the co-founder of the International Training Association for NLP. And as he spoke and he talked about learning how to learn, I just had that aha moment realizing, wow, you know, we think that we are teachers because we know a subject and now by some miracle, we're going to be able to teach it. And that's great, but it goes a little deeper in how are we actually going to communicate to that specific student's learning style. Mm. And that was the beginning of change for me. Wow. And... So, and and that really inspired you. So it was how you could better serve your relationship with your students. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, when I returned, um, you know, I was pretty much on fire. I just lived on, you know, coffee and Diet Coke and peanut (laughs) butter and bananas because I was so intrigued and realized that, oh my gosh, I can make such an impact and little secret, Nikki, I, as I went through my, um, my training to become an NLP practitioner, I used every technique, not only on each student as they came through the door, but I used it on my husband and my family. <laughs> and uh, we, won't, uh, we won't share that too much with the world. But, but was it successful? It was hugely successful. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, you know, there's, uh, there's four toxic words that, you know, we, we try to change. And in, in NLP training, it's not something that you just read about and poof, you know, you do it. It's something that you need to put into practice and actually use it. And so it's been a really effective tool. And I'm very excited about using it. And I continue to every day. 
would you now could you give us an example just a very simple example absolutely um when I took my music training uh, and I did my ARCT music degree, my teacher was very harsh. In fact, I cried every 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 oh. lesson all the way home. She was not a good communicator, and she never made me feel good about myself. I but I loved her knowledge, and I was desperate to learn, and so there it was. And I always said, well, I'm not going to teach like my teacher. And yet I wanted to be a master teacher because she was. So I looked up to her, but I thought there must be a better way. And after I finished my neurolinguistic programming, I, I realized that things had changed for me and how I communicated with students. So I'll give you a quick example. I, you know, sometimes we, we follow our teachers and become just like them, or even like our parents, we turn and we become the opposite. Mm. So I kind of became the opposite. Instead of being this really, really strict teacher, even though I wanted the results that she was getting, I became the, the, oh, you can do it. I was like the nice, nice, oh. nice teacher. You get a sticker all the time and so on. And one day I had a young student who was working on her grade five piano exam and she, uh, and she, you know, didn't have her pieces memorized and she wasn't ready. And I just said, you know what? You're not doing it. You're just not ready. And I was kind of annoyed. And two weeks later we were going to do a mock exam and, and I was traveling doing something. So I said, see you in two weeks and, and we'll do the exam. When she came into the class the following week, because I had said to her, you can't do it, right? right. Which is not how I normally would speak to her. Um, she walked in the door and we did our mock exam and she walked up and she played all her pieces from memory and I just sat there completely shocked and said, okay, what happened to you, you know, Amber? And she turned around, cross-legged, looked me right in the eye and said, well, you told me I couldn't do it and I just wanted to prove you wrong. <laughs> and after I finished my NLP training, and then I had, of course, that aha moment that went, oh, so when you go through the NLP training, you, you realize that there's towards goal setters and away from goal setters. Mm. And we set goals differently. I'm a towards goal setter personally, but she was distinctly an away from goal setter. Mm. So you still want the same goal, but you approach it from a different way. Oh. And that was sort of the aha. And so now um, I absolutely assess my students differently when they walk oh. in the door, how I develop relationships, how I not only read you know, their eyes, sometimes we as teachers are very intuitive and we go, oh, they're not feeling well, but get to the piano, let's get on with the lesson, right. rather than taking the time to say, well, wait a minute, really, how are you feeling today? And how can I best serve you? How can mm -hmm. I be the best confidant and teacher to serve you in your life? Not just for this moment of learning a piece or learning how to sing or learning how to play an instrument or even your theory class, like how can I serve you as a, as a human being? And I think that's my passion, you know. Wow, so this training really helps you connect. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It, it makes you look at, at the situation differently, mm -hmm. you know, um, not only assessing their their learning styles, whether they're a visual, auditory, or kinesthetic learner, which was a big eye-opener for me, too. Mm -hmm. I mean, I thought that I was a kinesthetic learner. I would have bet you 100 bucks. But and you're not. You're I'm not. not. Mm -hmm. I'm a visual learner. And you can be visual, auditory, or kinesthetic. And here's the interesting part, Nikki. As a young child, you are distinctly one learning style. 
And as you get a little older, you can become a combination of more than one. So young children tend to be very much in one learning modality. And as they get a little older, then we, you know, we take on sort of a combination of more than one. And of course, I'm just kind of, you know, touching the surface on the oh, subject course, because course. it goes much deeper into submodalities and so on. But um, it's really interesting. It has changed the way I teach. Absolutely. And do you notice, like, greater results with your students? Oh, huge results. I mean, I can tell you honestly, when students come into my studio and register, I already know you're going to be with me for at least 10 years. I, I feel it because I now am able to communicate that with them and the parents. And sometimes, mm -hmm. and I'm sure, you know, I'm speaking to, you know, you have many teachers listening to this, uh, when you deal with a student the parent is not the same as the student. No. They have a different um, learning style. They, they think differently uh, about what the results are that they want. So you have to know how to read the parent's body language. You have to communicate effectively with the parent because ultimately they're your customer. Mm -hmm. They're the ones that are giving you the they're checks. Paying you, that's they're right. paying you. And what does the parent want for their child? The number one thing is they just want happiness. If their child isn't happy, they're going to pull them out of the lesson. Mm -hmm. And they also want to see results. So one, you want your child to be happy. But two, you want to see something at the end of that the investment. Year. The investment. You know, I've been paying you. I like you. You're a nice person. My child comes and has fun. But, but you know, they're not being very productive every week. You know, first, you're giving them too many, you know, uh, songs to sing or pieces to do. It's overwhelming for me as a parent. Mm. So that tells me you're not teaching very effectively. You're nice, but you're not being effective for my child. You know, so really the communication is, is you know, we focus huge. so much on the student. But we also have to communicate with parents Yes. And that, that you bring up a good point because if you're right, the needs are different. Absolutely. And the communication is different. Very different. Very different. That's very interesting. Yeah. Now, um, so this training obviously has impacted your teaching and, and you also um, you also are like a master teacher in the theory. So for those Absolutely. of you who don't know, Glory has the Ultimate Music Theory. You're the author of the Ultimate Music Theory uh, series. series. Yeah. And not only do you have these amazing books, now I confession, I've been using Glory's books forever. It's ever since I met you, I switched my students to your workbooks. And then I was I was so lucky and, and honored to be part of your, uh, you have a certification program. Right. So you have two different types of certification programs. You have a live program. Yes. But but really what now what you have is the, uh, like an amazing online program. And uh, it, so it's an online, a teacher's online certification course for theory. Yes. And I, you also include neuro-linguistic programming training yes. within your, your theory course. Right. You know, I'm glad you mentioned that, Nikki, because when you and I first traveled together a lot of years ago, yeah. we were doing workshops and speaking to teachers. Mm -hmm. And what I realized was that there was a need to help teachers learn how to teach and communicate the complexities of, of music theory. Mm -hmm. So I then created the Ultimate Music Theory Certification course, which you were a part of. Mm -hmm. My, I, and I have a, uh, you know, never-ending professional development, uh, you know, little theory that, I I, that I'm always learning, mm -hmm. NLPD. And 
when I, and you are part of that, since that very first, you know, mm -hmm. beginning of the Ultimate Music Theory Certification Course live events, I, after that, um, you know, several years later, became an NLP practitioner. So the teachers that are now taking the online course um, have an added bonus because we've included that. I mean, I was so passionate about the NLP training that I thought, I'm going to give this to teachers. I mean, it cost me thousands of dollars mm -hmm. to be trained as an NLP practitioner, and I've simply added it as a bonus and now you can go online and you can watch those. And it's crucial. I mean, if you're really passionate about serving your students and the parents and your community to be the best that you can be, you owe it to yourself to learn as much as you can about learning how to learn. And it's really crucial. It's going to, it's going to give you the aha moment. It's going to help you reframe. I'm going to give you a quick example here. Um, you and I um, can look out that window and, you know, what are all the good things that you see? Okay, good things. Um, okay, I see the sky and it's blue. Um, I see a tree and it has leaves on it. So, you know, it's, it's, and there's some leaves that are falling. So, okay, then that means that the seasons are changing. Okay, well, what's bad about it? Okay, well, what's bad about it is I don't see anyone out there. So it makes me feel lonely. It makes me feel sad. Okay, so, you know, just by reframing, as it's called in NLP, we can change a child's thoughts and help them see a different picture and how we perceive things. You know, even when we go to a concert, um, you know, my husband, who's a professional musician, first thing he'll say is, well, you know, the band, they weren't quite together and he'll critique <laughs> this. And that drives me crazy. Like every musician. <laughs> like every musician. Whereas I, being a different type of frame, will say, oh, everyone was enjoying the concert. It was so much fun. And really interesting because I have, you know, looked at many situations and you and I have been together at a lot of events and we'll see people criticize you know, something, and I would use the word criticize, but they use the word critique. Mm. So it's how we frame things. And it's very important for us to understand that because sometimes I have a, a young child who is really criticizes herself constantly. Oh, and kids you, do that all the time. All the time. Singers yes. are always... I'm horrible. That, I hate my I voice. I hate my voice. I hate my... Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. But you can't just say to them, oh, you have a lovely voice because they won't accept that. No, they and through not. NLP training, you will learn about how you can help them reframe that. And I mean, there's so many techniques in NLP, you know, timelines about, okay, if we drew a long line on the floor, did you ever feel good about your voice? Never, ever. Let's think back and you take them from the timeline and you go back and you go, okay, well, yes, I did like my voice when I was six, if, if we're talking about, you know, maybe a 14 year old. When you were six, what did you like? When, when did you ever feel good about your... Like, you have to take them there and then sort of reframe that picture because maybe they had on a pretty dress or there was, like, my grandma was there. Like, what was it that made you feel good about yourself? Mm -hmm. and, and kind of get that feeling back. So I'm kind of, you know, putting a big concept into a very short sentence. Yes. But we do need to... Everyone has felt good about themselves at some point, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and for those, and they call it generalization when you say something like, oh, I never sing on key or I never, well, yes, you do, you yeah. know, but never is how they perceive it. So by helping them reframe and just, you know, 
think a little differently. And it's, it's sometimes the parents, too, right? If the uh-huh. parents are, are negatively framing things. Absolutely. Oh, she's always doing yes. this. Yes. She never does yes. this. Yes. And you're like, okay, what am I supposed to do with that? Exactly. Because if they're negative, then, yes. the, then the child is... Yes. Has, is going to be negative, and then yeah. you're trying to, you're dealing with both of them. Yeah, and those. I, I'm glad that you brought it up, because I think one of the challenges, and the reason that I included the NLP training in the certification course is because for myself, and, you know, I have a music degree, mm-hmm. and in that degree, no one ever talked to me about counseling, mm. how to be a good counselor in a music class. They never taught me about how to understand learning styles or how to communicate more effectively with with a father and a mother and a child who has a single parent, a child who's adopted and maybe doesn't feel comfortable within the family unit. How come all my family members sing well and I don't because I'm adopted? Like there's so many factors that I think as teachers, like I just... I wanted to embrace this opportunity and I continue to study NLP. Like it is a part of what I read and study and continue to. And it's not something you just read and do, but you have to implement it. You have to apply it. And the NLP training is, is simply a stepping stone for you to, you know, experience um, this and maybe just look at a new way of, of teaching and, and bringing more success into your studio. You want to keep those students. Mm-hmm. It costs money to advertise. You know, and and we become friends and, you know, we love our our kids. And and so it's just another way to, you know, take a different look at at the big picture. That, that, well, I mean, that you've really, oh, thank you. You've really opened up uh, uh, some really wonderful information. So on on our website, what we'll do is we'll put some links, obviously, to more resources. Absolutely. uh, Recommended resources. But I'm also going to put a link to your your Ultimate Music Theory uh, Teacher Online Certification. Thank you. One and of the things I'd, I'd um, like to uh, give to um, the listeners of the podcast too, Nikki, is I do have um, a short ebook on, <gasps> on the three learning styles and how oh, to incorporate wonderful. that. And it's just, you know, my gift to you to share with, um, uh, you know, the listeners so they can download it. It's free. It will give them a little bit of an idea as to uh, what NLP is all about and wonderful. the three learning styles and how maybe they can think differently about how they... Um, that's amazing. Well, that, I think that that would be wonderful. I I have a feeling that a lot of teachers are really going to start to investigate this, uh, yeah. this program and, and this information. And um, but uh, thank you. I, I mean, I've been I've been living in your house for four days. <laughs> so thank you for that, and thank you for sharing this wonderful this wonderful um, program this information because uh, I think. Uh, I think that's, uh, for me, you know, you, you get those students that, you know, some students are so easy. Yes. You just, you just make that connection with them. And then there are the students where there's, there's something. Mm-hmm. You're just not clicking. Yes. And it's really easy to go, oh, well, you know, they're not my people. Or, or it's just, <laughs> we don't get along. Or, or we just, and, and it's so yes. easy to dismiss them. But, yes. But really, as teachers, we have to have more skills. We have to, and, yeah. and I love. Tell them again your your what is it uh, your um, your your theory your theory, your approach to learning. What I love this. You you say this in your workshops, and this inspires me to go read twenty books. So your you never stop learning. What is it? Oh, uh, NLPD. And uh, never never ending professional and uh, never ending professional development. So NEPD. 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 Never ending professional development. 
That to me is crucial. You know, I've, I've, you and I have both met a lot of teachers in the workshops that we have done, and uh, those that truly embrace learning are the teachers that I would love to send my children to, personally. Mm. I think those teachers that go, well, no, I've been teaching for 30 years, and I go, wow, boy, I hope you're really opening up, because things <laughs> change, and times change. So quickly, you know, how do you communicate with your students? You send them a text message. Half the time we don't even pick up the phone. And the words that you use are only 7% of communication. Tonality is 38% and 55% is physiology, which is why it's so important to not just send a text message, but maybe pick up the phone and, and you know, hear the voice mm -hmm. on the other end of the, the phone. The inflection. The inflection, it. yes, yeah. because miscommunication is a huge part of it. And I think, um, you know, that uh, we need to be passionate about the relationships that we're building and how to build rapport with students. And, you know, it's funny when you said that, Nikki, about not, you know, we've all, and, and if you've and if you love every student that you've ever taught and you just think mm -hmm. everyone is perfect, either A, you're lying, <laughs> or B, you just haven't been teaching long enough. Because all of us, myself certainly included, have had students where we just, we just don't connect with them. And I think one of the things that learning about NLP has done for me is it's helped me realize that, that maybe my learning style and teaching style does not match their learning style. Mm. And if, you know, if a child can't learn the way you teach, maybe you should teach the way the child learns. Mm. And therefore, open your eyes, be it, you know, if you want to truly teach a subject, you have to learn how to learn so you can be an effective teacher. Brilliant. Thank you so much. Thanks, Nikki. This is, this is so great. So again, I'm speaking to the uh, wonderful and inspiring uh, Glory St. Germain. She is a uh, registered music teacher yes. from Manitoba, mm -hmm. from Winnipeg, Manitoba. She's the author and publisher mm -hmm. of the Ultimate uh, Music Theory series, and um, she is uh, a neuro-linguistic practitioner, mm -hmm. and you have your ARCT, mm -hmm. and you are just uh, an inspiring lady. If you ever get a chance to see Glory's presentations live, do not miss them. And Glory, thank you so much oh, for thanks, your time today. That was wonderful. Thank you. You have been listening to the Full Voice Podcast. For more information and free teacher resources, please visit our website at www www.thefullvoice.com Made by Canoe Music. Canoe Music.ca